wanted to make a film um, which was sort of uh, set in modern day and had the references uh, to sort of my life and a lot of people that I know. So that was kind of the initial starting point. Okay. And uh, and uh, some of this story sort of came out of uh, what some things that I went through some years ago, and um, uh, like a, a divorce and what happens during the divorce. And I, I remember when I when I divorced uh, my former uh, wife or girlfriend, um, I, I um, thought about this process as being very interesting. Mm. Um, and to tell a story about hmm. and a, a movie story, so that that's kind of how it all started. And then, um, but of course, I, I added a lot of uh, uh, other stuff as well, you know, during the, during the course of when I was writing and, and uh, preparing the films. <laughs> when I saw it, I felt felt that almost his obsession with movies and, and cinema is almost making him miss a little bit about the relationship with his wife. Is that correct, do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think he's, um, he is obsessed. And um, he, sort of, he filters everything through, through the cinema. He sees everything through the cinema, or, or at least way too much. Yeah. And it... Uh, so it really affects uh, the relationship with his wife. And, uh, uh, but it also... Uh, gives him uh, sort of uh, almost like a meaning for his life because he also gets a lot of enjoyment out of it, or, or at least he, he used to. Maybe not anymore when the when the story starts. Yeah. You know? But it, it, it is a passion, mm. and it is something that has consumed him for a long time. So it is a it is a huge passion oh. for him. But do you think that? To seeing the world through a cinema eyes, or, or uh, also find meaning and maybe comfort, is that something that when you grew up, or when you uh, do you recognize that in yourself? Is that how you view the world as well? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, yes and no. I mean, of course, there are there are some. Some some elements in me that that do that, yes. Mm, I mean, I've been a, I've been a film uh, uh, a cinephile since I was a kid, you know. So uh, I've been obsessed with film and filmmaking. Yeah, I guess I I have a lot of those elements. Yes, uh, I have to admit that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not very, it can it's, it can sound a little crazy sometimes. But, no, you know, it it doesn't because it. <laughs> because I went to film school and I can see the person you are were like my fellow students. Like we all yeah, saw yeah. the world through cinema, and it's almost like you say somewhere in the film. I think you cut out the boring parts. And it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you it, and also and also it's it's justifiable uh, to be like that because you say to yourself that uh, cinema encompasses everything, so you're basically interested in everything. It's, yeah. it's not like a, a closed hobby no. that you are uh, isolated in. But this is actually something that deals with. Uh, all life, you know, all aspects of life. Mm. 
Now, I know you're a movie buff, and I read a little bit about you, but when you started off making films, I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of influences, but is there something in particular, like a strand or a, or a movement in cinema that was more fascinating than others for you? It's hard to pin down any particular influence, uh, and at least when I, when I started out. I mean, I, I was just uh, raised on a very typical diet of uh, Hollywood films when I was a kid. But, yeah. but the good side is that I was, I was raised uh, in the 70s, so, which is an excellent time in Hollywood films. So, yeah, yes. So I got used to very good movies. Uh, then later on, and also on, on TV, I saw like a lot of uh, other stuff, like uh, Bergman, Fellini, the Russians, uh, etc., you know, mm. Kurosawa. Mm. And occasionally those movies came to the cinemas here in Iceland. But, um, uh, but later on, uh, when I went to film school, I, I, I sort of I got to know a lot more stuff, and I really sort of dived into that, and uh, sort of tried to take in a lot of world cinema. When, when you are uh, interview Swedish directors, they always say, especially the ones that are a little bit older, they say we were all, we were always working in the shadow of, of Bergman. Everything we did was compared yeah. to Bergman. But if you're from yeah. Iceland, do you have an easier position as a filmmaker? You mean that we're not in the shadow of Bergman? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't have a culture, a country dominated so much by one director. So it's maybe it's a no. freedom there. I don't know if it's. it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. Also, uh, Icelandic cinema basically came about uh, in the early eighties. Yeah. So so I, and I was kind of there. You know, I was participating as a crew member in the first movies. And uh, so it was basically for us, it has been about building up the Icelandic film industry. Mm. Uh, and uh, as opposed to all the other Nordic countries which had their film industry from the start of the century. Yeah. You know? so, so we had to, um, but we had to start building it uh, only about 35, 35 years ago. We are much newer at this than the other Nordic countries, for example. Okay. Now, uh, uh, well, that begs the question, why weren't there films making in the 60s or early 70s? Or why, why w was there so hard to make film in Iceland? Why, why was there not an industry? Is it because of the size of the country? Or what is it? Yeah, it was mainly that. Uh, there were uh, several filmmakers who were trying to make films, and they made several several films in the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. But they, there was not a film fund at the time, and there was very little understanding of the, of the needs of the film industry. Mm. So basically, they were uh, struggling uh, too much, and, and, and most of them kind of, well, either gave up or, or, gave, uh, or, or did films very rarely, occasionally. If you take the temperature on Icelandic filmmaking today, it seems like there is a very optimistic kind of atmosphere. Because we, I saw Ram, for instance, last year here at the festival. We're watching Icelandic yeah. TV series here in Australia. So it seems to yeah. be a very positive atmosphere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, this is a, 
basically uh, now we we are kind of starting to enjoy the fruits of uh, very hard work for decades. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we ha- we are, we're having like a, the third or fourth generation of of directors coming in. Uh, we're we're having the, the the people who are making films are getting uh, the, the group is getting bigger. Uh, the, the films have increased in number. Uh, sort of the, the the whole business is getting larger, uh, mainly because there are a lot of foreign productions uh, that come in here, and uh, the higher the Icelandic crews, mm. so the, the Icelandic crews get experienced, and this will actually seep into the Icelandic films as well, because they basically use the same crews. Mm. But do you have better support also from the government when it comes to film institutes, for instance? Um, or it hasn't changed. Well, it's kind of up and down with the government. You know, there's like uh, one day they, they <laughs> it has been like this since we had this uh, big economic crash in 2008. Uh, after that, the fund was really cut uh, about 30 or 40 percent. Hmm. And then a few years later, they increased it a lot. But then a new government came in and they cut it again. You know, so we, we've been having a lot of ups and downs for the last uh, six or eight years or so. Hmm. But uh, on the other hand, and, and what is good is that uh, the Icelandic filmmaking community is very resilient and very used to solving problems uh, in a very tight spot. Hmm. Because we've always had to work with low budget. Uh, so we need to be very inventive. Okay. Um, I will finish off talking about your film, because as I said, I really liked it. But before I do that, I, I want to know, how did films and TV and images come to you? Was it, you, you kind of hinted at it, in the 70s there were a lot of new films coming out on TV and in cinema, but, but what made you so attracted to it? Well, probably, um, I think the... the the biggest reason is, is uh, my father. Um, he was one of the people who actually started uh, working at the uh, public broadcaster here in Iceland oh. back in 1966 when I was two years old. Hmm. Uh, so I grew up with him working at the television station. And um, it was a very exciting time because uh, like for the first 15 years or so, uh, the Icelandic uh, public broadcaster was actually the center of filmmaking in the country because there was not really any other filmmaking industry. Hmm. So, but uh, but there were actually made quite a lot of films about uh, you know documentary films or or uh, even uh, TV films, you know fiction films hmm. as well, and, and they were doing a lot of uh, stuff. Hmm. So I got I sort of. I was um, I really liked this environment, yeah, and I became sort of obsessed about uh, cinema and TV because I didn't really make any distinction between cinema and TV until later. You know, I thought it was was for me it was all the same thing. It was images and yeah. sound. You know, mm. that's probably the reason why I got started. And then I started making films myself when I was thirteen or so. Mm. When I see Reykjavik, it's very refreshing because you see your film and it isn't that kind of that you associate with Icelandic filmmaking or it's the story of the gods or fishermen. But these couple could be anywhere, basically, in the world, but they just happen to be in quirky Iceland. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just something now to roll out. So, you know, we are, but yeah, but, but, uh, I hope so. I hope so that it will have a, it should connect uh, with people from all over the world because this is a very recognizable story. I think, you know, a lot of people will recognize those situations. Yeah, interesting. And it's very beautifully shot, I thought. Yes, I was very lucky to uh, get... Uh, uh, a cameraman, a friend of mine, who, who, who was also with me at the, the National Film and Television School in the UK back about 20 years ago. Mm. So he shot my graduation film back then, and we always wanted to work together. And um, But he has since shot like 25 features, so he's very experienced. So basically, uh, I called him up and said, can, can you do it? And uh, he, he said, yes. And uh, it was just a few months, uh, in a few months uh, advance. Now, when you see Reykjavik, you start to care about these characters a lot. You care about him and you care about his wife or his ex-wife and the girl who is brilliant, by the way. I thought she acted fantastically, the girl who is the daughter of one of his friends. But you, you wanted to see... You. <laughs> you want to see where are they now? The bottom line is Reykjavik too. Yeah. Will that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, why not? Why not? 